I was young, I had two pair of leads. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh -huh. You want to see the inside, huh? I'll see you later. Here come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. Here come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. And hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. Cruise your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, the milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, I'll corner my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the free sky's the limit.
I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you want to see the inside, huh? i see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. Here come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him all his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. 88. I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the 
pinstripes in the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm slowing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside, huh? I'll see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try, so we roll with them. Uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies, butter crunch. Any Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man.
stay elite. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside? Uh-huh. I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him all his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, I, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, or milks with chocolate. The cookies, butter crunch, 88. What is going on, guys? I apologize for the long wait screen. Um, some technical difficulties on our end before, but uh, hopefully we can get all those tackled before. And I hope we did get all those tackled before the show starts, man. So, with that, let's hop right into this intro, man. We've wasted enough time. So, what the hell is going on, guys? We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Seals Podcast, man. This is episode one. 41 i believe yes 141 uh on the road to 150 man um yet again another edition of the notorious Seals podcast man if this is your first time watching guys do not know how the show works every monday we are on here with notorious unscripted after monday at raw and every friday at 4 p.m central we are live on here with the news man and speaking of this past monday's edition of unscripted is wwe wasting Bronson Reed's return for The Miz, that is episode 122, 122, that is episode 122, man, and if you guys did miss that, you guys cannot watch that on all platforms, man, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and if you want to see it first, join us right here every Monday after Monday Night Raw for Notorious Unscripted, man, so with that, um, if this is your first time watching and you guys have not got a chance to get your hands, or if you're a regular listener and you guys have not got the chance to get your hands on some of the beautiful, beautiful, 
official Notorious Seals podcast merchandise. You guys can now find this live on the merch shop right now. That is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this video, and it is also in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. It is not hard to find whatsoever. You can get all eight of these beautiful designs on uh, live, like I said, on the merch shop right now, man. The Chicago flag design, the skyline design, the base logo design, the best kept secrets to the IWC, the Riddler inspired shirt, the scratch logo design, the only community that matters design, the uncrowned kings of the IWC, and the Christmas merch, man, for this Christmas episode of the podcast, man. So again, that is available on all platform or yeah, sorry, available at the top of the description of this video. Uh, yes, live on Bonfire right now, man. And you can also find it in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. So with that, if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Hills Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the hosts of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? And happy fucking birthday man your birth his birthday was yesterday guys so yeah if you didn't already thank wish you, him a happy man. birthday man please thank you man thank you and thank you for everybody um twitter that reached out thank you all instagram too thank all you guys man thank you but uh my day was good man i'm mean, good it's been chilling bro we, we hung out for a little bit yesterday it was awesome that's right and i've been chilling bro i've been chilling just a pretty normal Good as day, bro. Been pretty normal, but yeah, um, man. Like usually, Durante's here to ask. How's life? How's the family? Life's good. Family's good, man. What about everybody in chat, man? What about you, bro? How you doing? Yeah, man. I'm good, bro. I'm good. Um, yeah. Just man, it does. So it's weird because it it feel like it feels like we're in the Christmas season, but it doesn't feel like it's tomorrow. Type, you know, type mm -hmm. thing. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. that it, It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. So, yeah, we've came up on the new year so, so fast. So, also, um, let me go ahead. Uh, yes, I'm good. Um, I'm good, man. As Durante usually asks, man, I'm good. Family's good. Um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's about it, though. That's about it. Um, but yes, what about you, Durante, in the spirit of you? And, um, and how the hell is everybody else in chat, man? How is everybody else in chat? Um, yeah, man. So, yes. How the hell are you? Um, what is going on, Bill? Uh, yeah, man. So that is, uh, that, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, uh, <laughs> that, yeah, that's pretty much about it, though. That's pretty much about it. Nothing really, nothing really too much. And yeah. yeah. So also forgot to go over this. As that seems to be the theme of today. This is um, the Editorial Seals Podcast. We'll be presenting the annual year-end awards on Wednesday, December 28th, 2022, 3 p.m. Central. Categories will be posted soon. So that is next Wednesday. Well, actually, well, at this point, this upcoming Wednesday. So yeah, man, this mm -hmm. upcoming Wednesday, 3 p.m. Central, we'll be, we will be live with the year-end awards. And speaking of those categories... These are the categories for the year, man. Men's Superstar of the Year, Women's Superstar of the Year, Tag Team Faction, Breakout Star, Show, Moment, Match, Failed Run, Return Slash Debut, uh, Letdown, Worst Booking Decision, Career Resurgence, and Shocking Controversy of the Year. All 14 categories. We will have the 
uh, nominees posted shortly. Uh, but yeah, man, all 14 of these categories, man. Um, we will be going over the winners to them again next Wednesday, December 28th. Um, yeah, man. So that's yeah, um, man. definitely, man, definitely. Insomnia is kicking my ass, but I'm doing good. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Hey, we hope you're feeling better soon. It sucks, man. So close to Christmas. So close to Christmas. Literally. Yeah, hope it goes, goes good. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, Bill. So, yeah, man. So, year-end awards. Again, the nominees will be posted soon for each category, man. But, yeah. So, yes, this is, uh, man, it's so crazy. This is the Christmas episode. That's crazy. I know. It does not feel like it at all. No. No. All right, man, so we got a bunch of interesting stories to go over today with you guys, man. So the first one that we wanted to go over, it's, it's one you see on the thumbnail that we made, man. WWE is set to continue the Rhodes and Rollins feud. So when I seen this originally, I was like, oh, okay, because they didn't really specify, well, they don't really specify in the title of the article, when exactly they're going to be resuming this but you know definitely coming back to it at one point i, I i'm i'm totally fine with that i know a lot of people yeah. got sick and tired of Rhodes versus rollins but per personally i enjoyed it a lot um i thought it was really good uh i thought it was really good man uh towards I mean, they always had great matches, but I, I like they they definitely got like so much more comfortable um, chemistry wise towards the end of Cody's run. Um, so mm -hmm. it, it, they like I just, I really enjoyed it, man. And again, they gave us three really good matches during their trilogy, but um, which I don't think Seth won a single one of those. Nope, zero zero zero. Damn, broke out three L's. Maybe they're going to start their best of seven series when they come back, man. I was going to say, they might do that. Golly. Um, Rollins starts fucking, off already down fucking zero to three, uh, three zip. God damn. I know Seth will do a football version of that. His football loving ass. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> So, according to the wrestling, according to Wrestling Observer Radio, WWE will pick back up with the Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins feud upon Cody's return on Raw after Hell in a Cell 2022, where Seth took him out. So, there's there is a there's a negative to this. Um, the, the, there's a huge negative, but then there's also the reality of the situation. I'm not going to call it a positive. There's kind of just reality of the situation. So the, the negative, the overwhelming negative about this is Cody Rhodes with all due respect to Seth Rollins. And that's not saying nothing against Seth because you guys all know how I feel. I, I personally, mm -hmm. I think. You know, Seth Knight 1, Cody Knight 2. I've said that to you guys for, for a minute now. Each of them take the titles. So, the thing with this is, WWE, you know, WWE doesn't realize you don't need to be putting Cody Rhodes in a full-blown feud again when 
it's WrestleMania season and he needs to be challenging for the world championships. And if you're Triple H, I genuinely do not know how you look at the situation that you have in front of you and you do not say Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I don't know how that's Literally. a thing. I, I don't. I don't know what else you're thinking of, but it, it's not it's not bigger than Cody and Roman. So, the thing is, the thing is, is uh, the reality of the situation here is that WWE unfortunately left the door open on Cody's way out to continue this feud, and after all, judging off. What they did, which was leave the door open for another Cody Rhodes versus Rollins match uh, when he comes back. Was WWE going to continue this feud throughout the whole summer? And how bad would that have been for both of them? Because, dude, I mean, look, it was, you know, Cody, Cody and Seth. You know, they, they were they were they were pumping out good matches and stuff like that. But how long was WWE honestly going to run with that before it just ran completely dry and into the ground? I think their plan was, you know, and it's funny looking at what's happening on fucking Dynamite because they're just making jokes about it. it. They were probably planning not to actually, you know, do a best of seven, but book it like, all right, he gets a bunch of losses. And then he'll get a bunch of wins, and we'll see who wins the feud from there. I think that was the plan. If that feud wasn't done by the end of match three, they were planning something like that. And that's just funny in retrospective. Yeah. So, uh, oh, man. It, it really is. It really is. So, with, with, with... And also, another reality of the situation, too, is... With Triple H, Cody might not be the option. That's the other reality of the situation. This motherfucker might just have Cody Rhodes just walk into WrestleMania and just do something. Just, yeah, just some random shit on the Mania card. Meanwhile, everybody, literally since last year's WrestleMania, has said, Cody versus Roman next year at WrestleMania. Literally from night one. Like, this isn't new. This isn't something that just popped up on somebody's fantasy booking. And then the whole rest of the IWC just went with it. Dude, this has been the thing for like a whole entire year now. Cody Rhodes beats Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39 and takes both championships or one or whatever. He beats Roman at WrestleMania 39. No, regardless what it's for. So, this is, I don't know, man. This is incredibly frustrating. This is incredibly frustrating considering considering the fact that, you know, you're supposed to be going full gear into WrestleMania season. And if Cody Rhodes isn't, you know, pointing somewhere towards Roman Reigns for WrestleMania season, you're giving a lot of fans the indication that that isn't your plan. And that is not the right plan because dude the reason he's here yes the 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 bloodline the the bloodline man i mean dude they've had they've had all these championships literally since i think the usos won the tag titles at money in the bank 2021 so dude 
I mean, these guys are these guys have legitimately had a stranglehold, and then up until this year, they took the belts on the other show. So that just made the problem ten times worse because it went from it went from SmackDown being the brand where nobody could succeed as far as championships go, unless you're the Intercontinental Champion, to the same thing on Monday Night Raw is the only titles you guys, the other guys can hold as far as the singles division goes is the uh, is the W or the Intercontinental title or the United States Championship. And that just isn't enough, quite no, frankly. Exactly. You know, uh, that is supposed to be the championship for your mid card or not for your mid card, but maybe your guys that you are grooming the for the main event. Exactly. You know, your smaller stories, your. They're smaller level guys. That's what that's for. Not everybody. That's not the goal of the brand. So, my God, bro, is Cody Rhodes about to walk into WrestleMania and fight for the United States Championship? Bro, if he actually does, like he said, bro, we we buying a toy fucking U.S. title and we laughing our ass off, man, because dude, that's just sad. That's the whole reason he came to this company. Was to do that, win win a title at WrestleMania for his first moment. And if he doesn't do that, he ain't coming back. He ain't staying here. He's going back. He's going home. And people people were saying at WrestleMania last year that he's home. Nah, bro, this is a vacation house. He about to go home, home. Yeah, he. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you could call that. I don't know how you could call WWE Cody Rhodes. Maybe that's his childhood house, but I mean, as an adult, exactly, exactly. We all know how much he loves his family. So, Cody, Cody, Cody Rhodes under Triple H could really go one or two directions. Triple H can really fuck him over, or Triple H could just be cool with him and do the right thing and. If this is any indication, we're 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 not completely steering off the road, but we're kind of starting to. Um, mm-hmm. So the other thing, and I seen Bell put it in the comments, is the other thing I was thinking that can be a positive out of this is, do they cap this off at the Royal Rumble? Does Cody come out number one instead of number right. thirty, and does Seth come out number two? And do they wrestle the whole entire match together? You know what I mean? That's one right, thing. Good. And you could do the blow off in the feud there where Seth eventually gets dumped over by Cody. Or um and Seth gets Seth gets pissed off and works his way to an elimination chamber to where maybe he gets the other championship match. Or like Bell's saying in the comments. Do they have Cody win the Rumble and then have the blow-off at Elimination Chamber while Roman is defending the titles in the Chamber? That's yeah. something that's interesting as well. Do they do they have Cody and Seth meet in the Royal Rumble? Do they have do they have Cody dump Seth over to kind of rekindle the fire and then they have one last match at Elimination Chamber because then after Chamber you can start the real feud between Roman and Cody. You know what I mean? Exactly. So so that's a that's another good way that they can level it out. Um you know, this mania season it, it's it's really not hard, but for WWE it's easy to fuck up. 
it's it you know it it, it's going to be very easy to fuck it up but as far as the groundwork and things you have to do it's fairly easy what needs to happen here because all of this stuff is simple somebody wins the rumble the other guy wins the chamber roman defends both nights and how you get him there is maybe cody rhodes tells Adam Pierce or Roman Reigns or whoever he needs to fucking tell, he just wants a WWE championship because he doesn't want to do what Roman did. And like you were, me and you were talking about last night, um, uh, what me and you were talking about last night for birthday is that fits like a glove for Cody's character is he's not going to want to hog both brands because he knows he's on raw. So he just, Hands the other one over. He goes the Keith Lee route. So, yeah, man. You know, you know him. I don't want to hog the opportunities of the future. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk for fucking five minutes about fucking the future of fucking SmackDown and their fucking championship. But, yeah, man, I mean, they got the path laid down, man. They got to go down the right ones because they don't, man, and they fuck up Cody Rhodes. That's just sad to see, bro. That's just sad to see. And then Bell says, here's another thing to think of. Triple H loved Dusty, so I don't know if he would want to do anything that is true. He does love Dusty, but what he did for NXT is, you know, NXT. That's all reason NXT is NXT. But um, I hope I hope that puts into yeah. the Cody situation where he's like, you know what? You ain't that bad, bro. I'll push you. I hope so, man. I hope so. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, definitely. And, and I would look. And I would love to see. I would love to see Triple H do something like that. Being, but then the thing is, when Cody Rhodes left WWE in 2016, he had a big problem with Triple H because Triple H was the first one to pull the dusty card on him. Well, how could you want to leave? I gave your father a job when, you know, when, so, so, so is Triple H going to go back to that card and be like, well, you know, you left and you didn't care about your father. So I don't care about your father either. And I'm not, well, you know, not that he doesn't care, but I'm not just going to push you because I was cool with your father. You know what I mean? So, you know, Triple H, Triple H, Triple H can be, Triple H can be a motherfucker if he don't like you, man. And so can his boys, too, apparently. Um, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, bro. It's interesting. And, and you know, like I said, is, is Triple H going, going to pull that card? Is Triple H going to pull that card on Cody this time? Or is he going to, sorry, is he going to pull that card on Cody again? Is he going to pull the dusty card on Cody again? So that's... That's the uh, that that's that's the interesting part, man. So I don't know, man. I think there's ways you can continue this feud and have it end in early 2022. Personally, what I would do is, although another match at the Elimination Chamber, like Bell was saying, obviously it sounds great. Just one more match between those guys. Although I would like that, what I would do is. I would I would do the thing in the rumble. I would do the thing in the rumble and I would have um I would do the thing in the rumble. I would have Cody eliminate Seth 
have Seth kind of end it there, and then I would have Seth go on and earn another shot in the uh, in the um, in the elimination chamber. So I would have those guys be the first two in the match, and I would have them be the last two in the match. Um, personally, uh, but yeah, man, I, it should be uh, it should be interesting, man. It should be interesting to see. But man, if they are going into uh, mania season, full blown mania season, which mania season doesn't really start, doesn't really start in terms of on TV until like until they start when they start getting feuds down and stuff. Mania season doesn't really start until probably after Elimination Chamber as when they start mm-hmm. actually doing the feuds because you have that awkward period in Mania season where somebody wins the Rumble and then they kind of just have to like wait. To start their feud, so it's kind of, yeah, so they're just busy with, like, the most random shit on the planet, but, you know, I mean, that is, that, that, that is what I can hope for, man, because Jesus, uh, they, they better not go into full-blown WrestleMania season with these two guys, because that is, that, that is not good, Cody, Cody needs to be going for that world championship and if he's not there is a big big problem still in this company with these motherfuckers being tone deaf as tone deaf can be you know um yeah not not a good uh not that would not be a good look not at all yeah man so man speaking of the royal rumble we mentioned this to you guys briefly. We briefly mentioned this to you guys on uh, Monday, but there's a there is a rumor going around that WWE is planning to hold the only, not the only. They completely butchered this. Well, if they think this is the only forty man Royal Rumble, nobody has watched the 2011 Royal Rumble. Apparently. But I digress. I dare. I digress. But look, WWE is planning to hold the only 40-man Royal Rumble. Big surprises are coming. Well, look, motherfucker. You had one that you just debuted on Monday Night Raw for the holy fuck of it for no damn reason. And... That's one less surprise for your Royal Rumble. I have no idea. That's a different story, man. But look. I don't know if I'm rocking with this, man. I don't think this is needed whatsoever. I mean, no. Like we were talking about the other night with just each other, man. Why? You don't need to have 40 if you don't fill up the 30 with random members of tag teams and factions. Oh. Don't put all fucking three of the members of the New Day. In that yeah. shit. Here comes Chad Gable. What? Here comes no. Dominic Mysterio. Here comes Angela Hawkins. Like, what? Like, no, don't put them in. We all know how that went last time anyway. Nicole Literally. fucked his name up, man. Angelo Hawkins. <laughs> like, we know none of these people are going to win. Just put just singles people in there, and you don't have more than enough slots to debut everybody you want to debut. I don't like the idea of the forty man rumble. I think it's overkill, and I don't I don't like that idea at all. If you just book the Royal Rumble good, 
even let's say if you have like three more, three, four more people you want to de- debut around that season, do a, two of them the day after the Rumble. And you can save a couple for the draft, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to put them all in the Rumble, bro. A 40-man Rumble sounds miserable. I would it does. I watching a 40-man Rumble. We all know how that greatest Royal Rumble went, too. That's the other thing. Yo, what up, Durante? How's what it up? going, bro? What's up, Durante? Um, we all know how that greatest Royal Rumble went, too, man. I mean, dude, that was that was so dreadful. Okay. Just fit, bro. Golly. <sighs> Just hours of nobody's. Literally. And that's all it was, too, especially in Saudi Arabia, because in Saudi Arabia, you don't have access to everybody. There's a lot of guys that yeah. aren't going to do it, you know? We got those desperate out. Desperate fucking old guys that need money. Yeah. Fucking hurricanes showing up and shit. I actually think... Wasn't the Greatest Royal Rumble the only time Brian went to Saudi Arabia? I think it was. Because I remember he was in that match for, like, the whole thing. He was in that match Mm -hmm. for, like, an hour and a half. But, man. So... WWE, yeah, th- this this is this is not a good rumor. This is not a good rumor whatsoever. Uh, I hope this doesn't happen, bro, because if it is, this is just WWE trying to squeeze random faction members into the Royal Rumble, just like they did in 2011. It was literally just so they could get the Nexus and, I believe, the new Nexus in the Royal, or the, no, sorry, the core and the new Nexus. It was literally, they made a 40-man Royal Rumble just so they could put both, both factions and every member from each faction in the group. That was literally the only reason why that happened, so. And in every Rumble ever, even the good ones, you could take like 10 of those people out and such one people every year. Hmm? They always put at least 10 nobodies that shouldn't be in there in the fucking match. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Yeah, not not a good idea whatsoever. Just instead of putting faction people in there, just put your most prestigious people there, and then you'll have room for some really cool surprises, and it'll be great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And when I say surprises, I don't want Triple H to bring his boys out there. I don't want to see the road dog, Jesse James, in the fucking Royal Rumble match. I don't want to see Shawn Michaels. I want to see people cool. I want to see people from other companies, if you have it in you. And I want to see people from NXT. I want want to see some cool people, man. So, yes, this, however, the, uh, the answer... Is not a 40-man Royal Rumble. That sounds awful. Especially if we sit through all that and The Rock ends up winning the fucking Royal Rumble match. I mean, Bro, can you I imagine? Sit 40 people and The Rock wins? Mm-mm. Fuck that. Yeah. No, thank you. So, yeah, man. That is, uh, that is the ongoing rumor. Again, it is just a rumor, so do not take any of that as concrete. Just a rumor going around the realm of WWE right now. Uh, Speaking of WWE, man, Big E. 
Big E provides a update on his return to the wrestling ring. Big E had this to say. He was on the uh, these urban times, and he said, "I have to get some more scans at the one year mark in March, and then we'll see how everything is looking, but we'll see from there." Uh, since then, Big E has actually been uh, coaching uh, at the WWE tryouts. Uh, being that he, being that he was, uh, he was, uh, I believe he was saying that he can relate to it because at one point he was a football player who had no idea what he was going to do with his life. And he can relate to a lot of those people once, you know, once the dream gets, gets, uh, closed in your face and you have no Mm -hmm. idea what to do in your life, uh, WWE was an option for him, so he's been coaching at those. And uh, yeah, man, uh, B- Biggie's just been so positive, man. He's been so positive, and and it's, and it's really, it's really such, it's really such a great thing to see. Biggie is really a great guy, man. Um, uh, and yes, I wish him the best. I wish him the best, and and I, and I hope we could see him soon, man. I hope we could see him um, sometime next year. Uh, because he is he is missed, man. He is missed, and I think he can add. Uh, uh, I think he could add something to the new day once he comes back, man. So, yeah, Definitely, I wish him man. the best. Same, man. Same. I hope it all goes well, man. Most things are always the worst, man. So, I hope it goes well, man. He could be back as soon as and healthy as possible, man. And I'm glad. I'm glad he's he's see he seems like he's doing good at least, man. And I hope he is. Definitely. Definitely, bro. So, hmm. Do we have news on the new day? I don't think so. Oh, oh, we did. Yeah, I thought there was that story about the contracts. Oh, we do, we do. But that's uh, that that's also in correlation to our last story. Mm. So. Um, yeah, man, Lacey Evans. This woman. Lacey Evans, the drill sergeant. Tatut. Lacey oh, Evans man. trends after posting autism and, and ad conspiracy theory. Oh jeez! Yeah, God, Brian Kendrick. Got yeah, hands. I was gonna say we got another Brian Kendrick here. Lacey Evans is under fire and trending on Twitter after sharing a conspiracy theory about autism and ADD. Oh my God, I said ad. I'm so fucking stupid. Okay, the 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 article was Lacey Evans trends after posting autism and ADD conspiracy theory, not ad. Alright, Lacey Evans is under fire and trending on Twitter after sharing a conspiracy theory about autism and ADD. The wrestler shared a clip of a conspiracy theory from criticalhealthnews.com on her Instagram story featuring two men casting doubt 
on autism and ADD diagnosis numbers and claimed that developmental disabilities didn't exist before. Uh, Lacey Evans was called out for sharing this post. She took to Twitter and doubled down on what she shared before deleting it. She wrote, I watched a video on the impact of processed food and is having our children and I shared the video. Y'all are insane. Another tweet read, side note, like everything else in life, headlines are misleading. She literally says there has been a huge difference in health since eating processed foods. So, the best part is, as soon as she went uh, trending on Twitter, a old ad came up of her and uh of her doing a commercial of her doing a commercial and it was her and her daughter promoting Oscar Mayer processed food which they in their self do not have the best reputation uh in the food industry let's just say that so Dude, Lacey Evans, man, uh, bro, I, what do you what do you even say? What do you even say to something like this, man? Um, I mean, just why, 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 why was that? Why did that have to be said? Uh, first of all, uh, man, uh, I I don't know, man. I don't know. A lot of people are calling for her to be fired. Um. I mean, she's not really that good anyway. I don't think it would really be that big of a difference if I'm being 100% honest with you. She has literally been brought back to television, repackaged, came back, went left again, came back as a fucking drill sergeant. I mean, it's it's just, it's, why at this point? Why is she there? Why is she there? She Dude, I mean, seriously, I, I I don't know, man. I don't know. The, li- However, like I said, man, uh, same and same thing with Mr. Brian Kendrick. I mean, what what do you even say to something like this? I mean, just just why? <laughs> Dude, these people need help, bro. I swear to God. Um, like, it's a... why why is she employed, bro? She's fucking garbage, bro. She's literal garbage and on TV garbage. Get her the hell out of here, bruh. She never had a good character. Never had a good anything. She fucking sucks, man. Um, and the fact that she doubled down on it always makes that shit worse. Like, if, you know, half the time they'll give a BS apology and, you know, it's the end of the day. But, like, you gonna double down on it? Uh-huh. Yeah, you're going to double down on it? Like, come on, bro. Come on. It, yeah, I just hate that type of shit. I hate those people, man. Um, you know, she's horrible for that shit, obviously. And ain't no point. She's not good in any capacity, bro. Fire her. Let, let the fans be happy, bro. Fire her ass. You ain't losing nothing. You're gaining money to spend on someone that could actually, you know, be good. So... I don't get it. She has like twelve different gimmicks at this point. Yeah, just just fire her, bro. Fuck him. Fire her. Pull Brian Kendrick, bro. Pull the plug. Cause good lord, 
Yeah, man. I mean, it, it, it really, I mean, just why? I, I mean, dude. And again, like I said, this, this is the same woman who was on an Oscar Mayer commercial. And again, they do not have the best reputation in the food industry. This is a woman who was on a commercial with her daughter for processed food. So you post, you post again, you, you repost uh, something about something talking about, you repost something talking about, uh, autism and ADD. And then you automatically, and then you switch that somehow to processed food. I mean, how the fuck? What? Another random thing. They were talking about how they don't believe it, but they were saying that processed food causes it. So you believe it causes something, you don't believe it? Like what? First of all, it ain't make sense in the first place. Second of all, both those points are stupid as hell. And you are literally an Oscar Mayer ads. Like lady, come on, bruh. I don't get those type of people, bruh. I don't get it. No, it looks, again, you know, why can't these wrestlers just be normal people half the time? I mean, just just shut the hell up on Twitter, bro. I mean, why do they got to act like fucking weirdos, bro? If we are all betting people, we could just imagine if AJ Styles was in that boat, what he would be saying, bro. The thing is about AJ Styles, he shuts the hell up. He don't bring that shit up. He knows that's not fucking... 07 anymore back in TNA and he can't just say foul shit like he used to say you if he if you're one of those motherfuckers that think like that don't let it be known that you think like that I mean AJ yourself like an asshole AJ just wanted him to get out of the ring man that's all he he wanted get out the ring you know he ain't doing that shit nowadays you would never because he's smart he's not a fucking idiot so these people just blow my mind with their stupidity. Bro. Honestly, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, like, you know, again, everybody's got their opinion and it is what it is. But, dude, I mean, it goes back to the saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't fucking say it at all. I mean, dude, you or again, dumb to say, don't fucking say it at all. Uh, I mean, I mean, again, I mean, if you have if you have fans that <clears throat> that have autism or ADD, don't you think that's going to, uh, yeah, don't you think that's going to be incredibly fucking offensive and, and, and fucking hurt their feelings? I mean, what the fuck, man? I, it makes no sense. Now, again, I don't know anybody who's a Lacey Evans fan, but that's besides the point. I mean, maybe she does somewhere out in the world. Maybe there's somebody who's a huge fucking Lacey Evans mark that just, that, just that she caught. upset. I mean, yeah. Like, I, I was crushed when she debuted, and I was like, damn, we have to watch this woman now. And now I'm like, all right, get the fuck out of here, you fucking idiot. Jackson Riker 2.0 over there. Fucking, just get, just get those people out of here, bruh. They don't belong there. Man, I know nobody likes them backstage. Just get rid of them. Yeah, man, I mean, yeah. And again, I mean, had she said this or not, I mean, let's let's be honest, bro. Lacey Evans is just Lacey Evans has has tried damn near everything in in this run, and, and nothing seems to be working. No, I mean, I mean that's I mean that's that's the that's the reality. 
Um, which, which that's the reality of it is, which that's the reality of it is whether she said this or not, she's somebody on your roster that you can make space for. I mean, that's exactly like you give me a dozen pink slips. She's going to be the one I give one to automatically. I don't give a fuck what she is outside of the business. I'm giving her a pink slip anyway. She fucking sucks. And now I hear that. I'm really giving her ass a pink slip now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, I mean, is, I mean, look at, look at our comment section, bro. It is a sensitive topic for one of our, uh, one of our listeners, Bell. And just yeah. so you know, Bell, absolutely just tone this idiot out, bro. You, you are perfect. You are so exactly. fucking nice and sweet every time you come on here. I mean, you're you're the goat, man. You're the goat. So yeah, I mean, the, the, okay, st- shit. Yeah, shit, shit like this is is complete. It's just completely fucking unwarranted. It's completely fucking unwarranted, man. And you know, stuff like this is, is real. You know, and, and you know. Th- Again, what do you like? It's like a Brian Kendrick situation. It's another. She's another. Like, what do you even fucking tell him, man? I, dude. Bro, if I was in front of him when you didn't said that, I'd just been looking at him like, bro. (laughs) What? What Bro, what? Why? Why? Why say that you think that? Just shut the fuck up. (laughs) Just keep that shit to yourself, bro. I don't get it, bro. I don't get those people. I get it. Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense, man. It makes no sense. These 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 topics are, are a real thing, and I don't know what the fuck that has to do with fucking corn dogs or processed food. What the fuck? What? A, come on. I mean, help, yeah, pull, pull yeah. her from television and let it be the last time you have her fucking come come back with one of her "I'm a good person" gimmicks or, um. Just uh, drill the tag hut. I mean, bro, <laughs> fucking going back to the basics. Yeah, fucking drill camp. What kind of fucking garbage is that, bro? Um, exactly, yeah. I mean, come on. Um, yes, and, and absolutely, you're absolutely welcome, Bell. You're absolutely welcome. Oh, and it is, it, it is incredibly frustrating. It is incredibly like frustrating. Um, uh, even. Yes, it is incredibly frustrating, as you could tell, for us. Um, you know, let alone let alone you. So that I mean that I completely under I completely understand. But yeah, again, completely fucking tone shit like this out. Shit like this is completely, completely. It's just stupid, and it's fucking unwarranted, and it does nothing but cause negative backlash for her. So exactly, like which like lady, what the fuck you think gonna happen? You post that shit, like. What you think was gonna happen? They're like, shit, she's spitting. No, no one's gonna say that shit. They're gonna call you a fucking idiot. You're a fuck. I don't get it, bro. I don't get those people. Good old Lacey Evans, man. She's gonna be hanging out and fucking uh she's gonna be hanging out with Brian Kendrick soon, man. So she's going straight to fucking what was that fucking racist ass company that the fucking um that, that one referee was in? C Y N No. <laughs> I remember that fucking racist referee went to some company with Jackson Riker and shit. I remember seeing the clip. I remember. I know the referee. You're talking about Drake Wartz. Yeah. 
they're in some fucking some company. The backyard like, birthday promotion. Yeah, <laughs> this fucking backyard fucking jobless idiots. Imagine but. just pulling up to a fucking birthday party and Jackson Riker standing on the apron waiting for his fucking tag. Like, man, who the fuck? Man, get this fucking idiot out of here, man. Fucking racist fuck. God damn. I wonder how that. I wonder. I wonder how that is for the talent. Like, if you're looking at it, you know, through. If you're looking at it, just just through the reality of the situation, like, goddamn, you were once wrestling in front of a live, sold-out crowd, and now you're just in somebody's fucking backyard at a birthday party. And 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 the, and it's and and you know I I'm saying that for guys like Jackson Riker because they did it to themselves. Like this could have been avoided. You know what I mean? Um, exactly, Bill. Because. Hey, we all know what AJ and Chris Jericho be thinking, but they don't say it. They keep it to themselves. Yes. And that's all right. But, like, you just can't go out there and talk shit like that. Yeah. I mean, dude. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, everybody's got fucking, you know, everybody's got their their corks and and things they believe and things they don't. Everybody has their fucking opinion, but not everybody has to be fucking obnoxious and not even obnoxious, but ignorant about the shit. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you got an opinion. It's one thing. We all know AJ Styles got his fucking opinions, man. But AJ Styles isn't out on fucking Twitter with the fucking rainbow flag as his as his Twitter uh, profile with a cross with an X through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? He's not fucking one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, like, it's I like... It. I mean, AJ's got his opinions, but he's not fucking... He's not, he's not obnoxious and fucking rude about it. He keeps it to himself, and... I mean, everybody, at the end of the day, everybody has their opinion, and it's not to say AJ Styles is a bad person. Maybe it's just something that you know, is not a popular opinion or not everybody agrees with, but he's not a fucking asshole about it. And Chris Jericho as well. Chris Jericho, he just, everybody's got their fucking stance on politics. Probably everybody in the fucking world except for me because I am the most dumbest person on the fucking planet when it comes to politics. But, um, I mean, he's got his stance on it and he's not a fucking asshole. He's not ignorant about it. He shuts up and... He does his thing, because at the end of the day, we all have our opinions, but we all don't have to be assholes about our opinions, and that's just what it is. You know what I mean? Goddamn, they were flaming my ass, too. But I, I mean, I mean, yeah, man. I mean, you don't see AJ Styles fucking posting shit on his Instagram story. Yeah. I mean... Come on, bro. So yes, again, again, Bill. Please tone this out. Again, you are great, man. You are great, and don't listen to this fucking moron who is an ignorant asshole. Who sucks at their job anyway? Yeah, that's the other fucking part. You can't talk when you suck. All right, you suck. All right. So, regardless, speaking of Chris Jericho. <laughs> TBS reportedly tried to pull Chris Jericho from a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. According to Dave Meltzer, TBS officials reportedly tried to pull Chris Jericho from the ROH final battle pay-per-view as they did not want him outside of AEW. They know that 2010 owns that place, right? (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, what the f- what? I mean, what? and besides, if Tony Khan was trying to get a TV deal for Chris Jericho, hey Logan, how's it going, man? What's up, Logan? Um, hey, back, hell yeah, bro. How the hell are you? We miss you, dog. We miss it's you. Um, so. If Tony Khan was trying to land a ROH TV deal, if he was trying to land an ROH TV deal, wouldn't there be no better option than Chris Jericho to try to get that off the ground? And when I was thinking about that, who would be the company that he would have been talking with them about the TV deal? Fucking Warner. TBS. Yeah. Hey, you guys want Ring of Honor? I got Chris Jericho as the fucking champion. And, you know, he got AEW off the ground. I think he's going to do great things for the Ring of Honor brand. And no, I mean, and look, and Tony Khan put Chris Jericho as the Ring of Honor champion while Jericho was on AEW television. He he literally just put Jericho as the champ just to put him on AEW, but to get eyes on Ring of Honor through AEW and through him being the champion. Yeah. And again, not only does Tony Khan own ROH, but... You know he was trying to get a TV deal with TBS as ROH. So you knew that this man owned this company. And you're like, wait, can he go there? He shouldn't be going to other companies. Bruh, this is my company. I've been talking with you guys about getting a TV deal. And and I, that's hilarious. And and again, what happened to FTR? Yeah, I didn't give a shit about FTR. The, I mean, what? I, Man, it's not like fucking TK owns New Japan out there. I mean, that's hilarious. That's a, that's a random. Like, that's hilarious. It's so weird. Like, dude, he owns the company. I was hoping to see that idiot in, the, in fucking TBS that said that. Everyone at the meeting just turns around and looks at his ass like, bro, he owns the bitch. Yeah, I mean, negotiations with him doesn't make. Any fucking sense. Doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Man, we're good, Logan. Well, I'm good. I'm good, good, man. man. Yeah, we just got done. You just missed it, man. We just got done talking about this fucking drill sergeant, man. Lacey Evans and shit. We got done talking about her fucking moronic comments. So, yeah, man, you missed it. It was it was a good conversation. It was a good conversation. So, about uh, Brian Kendrick's new best friend. But, yeah, man, we're good, bro. What about you? What about you, man? So, yes, I, I mean, bro, who the hell, who, who the hell in TBS? Who the hell in TBS said that, bro? I, I mean, dude. <laughs> don't say that. <sighs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, WWE, bro, Mans was trying to get Ring of Honor notice through Chris Jericho, and they didn't want Chris Jericho in Ring of Honor. 
So it's so it's okay for him to be the Ring of Honor champion, but it's not okay for him to perform on a Ring of Honor pay per view. What sense does that make? <laughs> Come on That's now. So funny. Oh God. So yeah, oh, man. Chris Jericho <clears throat> almost was pulled from Final Battle, and you know what? He'll the the funniest part is he'll probably never do a Ring of Honor pay per view again. And odds are, the only reason he was on that Ring of Honor pay per view was solely to drop the championship. Oh, one hundred percent. It's like, bro, the network's gonna be funny, man. <sighs> completely, completely stupid, man. I don't know how the hell that uh, I I don't know how that is a concern. I really don't. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, regardless, let's jump over to the WWE side of the coin, man, before we get back to our last couple AEW stories. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels has confirmed and once and for all that he has no intentions of ever wrestling again. Despite the recent reports of Kevin Owens pitching a match against the Heartbreak Kid, no. Uh, You know, man, I'll just finish the article. Okay, Kevin Owens pitching a match, uh, despite Kevin Owens pitching a match against the Heartbreak Kid, following his WrestleMania clash with Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels stated that he will never wrestle again. In an interview with Coulter State, the WWE Hall of Famer said, I've had that final match, I've had that final match, no, no, father time waits on no man. I'm, I'm good, I'm unbelievably happy with the career, and now it's time to watch the next generation flourish. So, that I can respect. But on the other side of the coin, on the other side of the coin, I, I'm I'm a little shocked that Sean doesn't want to come back for one match because that match was probably he probably ended his career. He went from ending his career against the Undertaker in one of the best matches you can ask for at WrestleMania 26, from ending it against. Undertaker and Kane in probably one of the worst career matches he has ever had in his entire life. One of the worst matches ever. Yes. On the national and fucking on the big leagues. Quote. That, was, that was like one of their worst matches ever. Fucking Kane's mask was falling off. Fucking they were fucking just falling and shit. Oh, bro, it was so bad. I mean, I would... I'm a little shocked Sean doesn't want to come back for one more to right that yeah. wrong. But look, work on fucking NXT 2.0. You don't even need to be thinking about an in-ring return when your television sucks. It sucks. Um, dude, I, bro, no, absolutely no. I don't want to see it. What I do want to see, though, is... uh. Some people actually uh, being treated well, and I want to see good booking on NXT uh, because you, my friend, are making your best friend's baby look like a fucking joke. NXT went from being the most respected brand in all of the world, arguably, to 
the laughing stock of the professional wrestling world. Mm-hmm. You have some of the most god awful television down there, and you you don't know. I mean, even if that was an idea against Kevin Owens, absolutely the hell not. So, good lord, good lord. Oh, I'm so glad he's because there's so many of these guys that just want to do more matches, and I'm like, bro. Just stop. Please. Don't. Because the worst thing they do is fuck up their legacy. When yes. they go and wrestle random matches. Don't do that, bro. Like Undertaker. Just leave it as a what if, bro. Some things just gotta leave as a what if. Yeah, it's, it's it really is, man. It's like it's like Undertaker. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. guy... The guy, the guy just kept coming back, and he kept coming back, and he kept coming back because he couldn't help himself. I mean, dude, I know you love wrestling, but you have more to contribute to the business than putting on a shitty WrestleMania match every year. Exactly. You know? If it's not going to be fucking top tier, don't don't be there, bro. Don't fucking be there. Say fuck them. Say if it's, if it's not top tier shit that people are going to remember and be fond of, I want to do it. Because that's not how I want people to remember me. He's the Undertaker. Are they going to say no to that? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but however, um, that is, uh, that is very good. That is very good of Shawn Michaels to, uh, have said no to coming back and uh, being able to stop himself and contain himself, you know, being able, being able to say no to being able to say no to uh coming back to the business is very good but it's but it, it takes it takes a different kind of it takes a different kind of uh legend to say uh the reason you don't want to do it is because you want to watch the next generation and it's true this is their time we need to make stars for now we need to make people that are on the level like dude when i was growing up you had so many people that were top tier talents bro you had ray mysterio john cena Randy Orton, Batista, Triple H. I mean, you had all these fucking guys. You had a plethora of guys to fall back on. You had Shawn Michaels doing his later year stuff. You had Chris Jericho doing some good stuff, man. You had Edge. You know what I mean? So you had guys that were that were legitimate stars. You had guys that were legitimate stars, man. And 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 now, especially now more than ever, being that Triple H has control of the company now is now you need to focus on what can we do to add to the list of Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes and exactly. and Bray Wyatt because when it's all said and done those are really your four your your four pillars you know yeah, uh in this, like, modern era. in uh, yeah in in your company right now of the next of the next generation's top stars and um, you know, I, I mean, you need to, you need to really, you need to build on that, man. We don't really have time for, for none of this other stuff. Um, and look at AEW, man. They've been getting their future stars setting down Starks, um, Hook, Jungle Boy, all of those guys, Darby, MJF. MJF. They got their next generation. You, they don't have really nobody right now. They really don't. They have a couple people. But nobody's solidified right now. And 
I hope they're planning on it because it doesn't look like it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So they got to really get on that, bro. Because in the future, in the long run, AEW's taking the right path that WWE should be taking. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's the, um, that, that's the, that's the, uh, News on Shawn Michaels, man. I'm glad. I'm glad he's willing to stay out, um, even for the longest time. For the longest time, and and to this day, even I feel like that's why everybody uh, respects Stone Cold Steve Austin. He don't mm-hmm. even like to come backstage very much because no. he says that you know this is their time. This is the you know this is their this is their era. You know what I mean? This is their space. And he doesn't need to be there all the time. Now, did he come back and wrestle? Yes. But the good thing about Stone Cold Steve Austin, he actually gave us a pretty good match. He gave us he a did. pretty enjoyable match. Exactly. He gave us a good match. He made KO look good. And he went back to doing his own thing, bro. Yeah. He thanked everybody. He was grateful. And he was back to doing his own thing. That's how it should be, man. And it's like two sides to like two total opposites. You got Stone Cold on one side. They don't even like being backstage, like interfere with the with the modern, you know, flow of these guys. And you have CM Punk, who's trying to take over the company and fucking steer everybody's path and in his own personal direction. And it's like, come on, you gotta be the Stone Cold of your time, man. Absolutely, absolutely, man. That man was going crazy back there. Boy was really trying to get a hostile takeover. So <laughs> he's about to make it all what the fuck? Um all best in the world wrestling. All punk shit. wrestling. All punk wrestling. CDM Elite Wrestling. Something CMW. He's trying to make Chicago made wrestling. <sighs> Golly, CM Punk. Oh Phil. Phil Brooks. God damn. So yeah, man. Speaking of some of these older guys, man. Goldberg. Bill Goldberg. Fightful Select confirms Goldberg has not signed a new deal with WWE. His current contract is set to expire at the end of 2022. You can't. Um, uh, TK loves Goldberg, bro. You wanted Goldberg in the company originally. You can't do that, bro. Goldberg is everything your audience hates. You cannot do that, bro. All I'm saying, all I'm saying in, in this story, bro, do not fucking hire that man. Do not think about hiring that man. Let him go do his fucking other shit, whatever the fuck he does. So, so. So I have something that I think is going to make everybody cringe, and I'm sorry I have to put that out into the world. However, let me talk about this first. So Goldberg. Goldberg leaving WWE is uh, it's a good thing for WWE, but it's not a good thing for Tony Khan's fandom because, again... This guy was going to be the guy who recreated the streak, the Goldberg streak, which you could kind of see him doing with Jade Cargill. 
mm-hmm. he was going to legitimately do it with Goldberg. Goldberg. Again, he was going to redo the streak on TNT, uh, you know, because this was earlier days of AEW. Now we're on TBS, obviously, but he was going to redo the streak on a Warner show. And, you know, I mean, it, it just absolutely, it absolutely makes me want to cringe, man. I mean, this guy, this dude... And and like I said, and you could see him doing it with Jade Cargill too. I mean, you put somebody in that role who can't fucking wrestle, and then you make them for whatever reason, you make the person who can't wrestle look like a wrestling god it is beyond me. But but Goldberg, dude, please, bro, do not TK. You can you cannot do this, man. Wednesday nights is the only fucking weekly show that I enjoy sitting down and just straight up watching. Not like when I watch Raw in those days where I get to watch Raw where it's on my fucking iPad while I'm doing something else. I didn't even peek at fucking SmackDown at the fucking time. I can tell you the last time I even peeked at a Rampage. Do not fuck up, bro. If you fuck up Dynamite TK and I'm burnt out of this fucking shit for a couple months, I'm going to be so angry. Because now, now I'll be watching nothing in the business. I'll be burnt out of that shit. That motherfucker shows up on that damn show. I don't want to have to do that. Don't mm. do that shit, TK. Don't burn me out of your fucking, out of fucking this business for a little bit. Good lord. So lord, why? Why? Tell me why. I see. And I know this is going to make everybody cringe. Why do I see if Goldberg comes into AEW... Why do I just see Tony Khan putting Goldberg with Wardlow? 100% put him with Wardlow. 1 million percent. Because Wardlow is his personal Goldberg. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Oh, damn, only two weeks? Fuck, it's been like four months for me. Shit. The I'm last... Good. The last I genuinely the last time I sat down and watched a rampage all the way through, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you at least like four, four, five, six months, something. Yeah, I I genuinely I genuinely could not tell you the last time I I sat down and watched a whole entire episode of Rampage. No, God no, but oh yeah, Ward knows his fucking his personal modern Goldberg. Of course he'll put him with him, man. It'll fucking kill me, man, even more. He's already bad enough at this point. This is the nail in the coffin. Why do I? Why do I see Tony Khan putting Goldberg with Wardlow to give Wardlow a killer instinct? Or you know how you He's know how these fucking people work? Yeah. You gotta give him the edge. Oh yeah. my god. Fucking save me. You know how they fucking talk yeah. about that type of shit. Mm-hmm. The older guy gotta give this younger guy the edge, a killer instinct. Fucking, like, bro, if you wanna give something killer instinct, call up fucking Chris Benoit from get a Ouija oh board. Summon Chris Benoit from fucking great. <laughs> you got your killer fucking instinct. Come yeah. On, I mean,. And, Don't burn me out of this shit. Yeah, man. And again, Sting, 
Sting in AEW is Sting is not so bad because Sting is not so bad nowadays because he doesn't really pin anybody. He kind of just yeah. comes in, does his fun little spot, but somebody else wins the match for him. But I remember like midway into Sting's run where they were having him pin all these young guys left and right. That is not it, man. I mean, if you put Goldberg with somebody and Goldberg just does Goldberg just does a just does a bunch of spots or whatever and and it, and it's fun, maybe it could be a little different cuz I know Tony Khan won't want to slap no title on him. Uh no. maybe maybe it'll be more maybe it'll be a little more fun than it was in WWE. They just have to put him with the right person. Somebody somebody who's a big guy but who you know, I mean, maybe like uh uh I don't really Yeah, maybe Brian Cage or maybe like a Lance Archer, but I those but there looks like match at all. Yeah, not but you can maybe put him with a big guy and maybe have like a little fun pairing where the other guy can cover up Goldberg's flaws, but Goldberg could still work his five minutes and just do a bunch of fun spots. Because Goldberg, when he's not winning championships and stuff like that, I mean, he's not the worst thing on the planet. The problem with WWE no, was. A, they had him win championships, and B, they always put him in the ring with these old vets who couldn't fucking wrestle their way out of a paper bag nowadays. You know what I mean? Exactly. These, these old slow-ass fucking people. Like, no. But, it, you know, it, I mean, when they put him in that nothing match against Dolph Ziggler at 2019 SummerSlam, I mean, it's harmless. It's harmless. He exactly. comes in, he, he does his little spots, Dolph Ziggler sells his ass off for him, so it's... It's it's entertaining, but the thing about the thing about Goldberg is, you know, Tony Khan's gonna make him a television priority, and dude, I mean, like, what the fuck? I mean, there's there's a thousand other guys that can use that television shot, and like, bro, if Goldberg is in this company, just keep him on Rampage, have him do a it'd be a Rampage only thing. You know what I mean? Cause don't don't take up time on your main show, Dynamite. Have him be a little segment on Rampage every couple weeks, and keep it to that, bro. Because, cause I don't even hate Goldberg. I don't like the guy, but he isn't as bad as WWE makes him. You know what I mean? Cause they overdo him. If you just do him a little bit, I don't care at all. I really don't. Especially if you even put him pair him like with a young, maybe more fast guy. That could be a cool. Fun little duo for a little bit, but don't overdo it, bro. Don't don't have him be an actual spot on TV because I know that's what TK does. Just don't. And and you know that's what he's gonna do. So for that aspect alone, man, I I don't I don't it's care for it. I don't exactly. care for it. I mean, keep him the fuck off of television, bro. Keep him off of television. Nobody wants to see Bill Goldberg. Like Bell says, man, fuck Bill Goldberg. Fuck him. The guy's done enough harm. The guy's he done is, enough bro. harm, man. So, Edge. Edge, man. All right. Edge's WWE contract could be up soon. 
Sean Rossap provided an update on Edge's current deal with W uh, with WWE from behind Fightful's paywall. Hmm. The multi-time world champion signed a three-year contract with the company in 2020. According to the report, Edge is currently working under limited dates in WWE. WWE sources have confirmed that Edge is on a deal with limited dates, which is why he has appeared periodically since splitting him from the Judgment Day feud. One WWE higher-up said that the vignettes this past summer were a way to buy some weeks on television before Edge's return and give them a little more time in order to build the important matches throughout the rest of the year, which happened with Balor and with with. Which happened with the Balor and Priest matches. In 2020, it was reported Edge was on a three-year contract for 25 appearances and five matches per year. However, that was either incorrect or amended as Edge competed in 10 matches in 2021 and has already competed in six matches in 2022. We aren't sure when his deal is up or how many appearances are left on his existing deal. If the link was correctly reported, it could be up very soon. If it uh, if it was frozen due to injury, we've not confirmed if the case. Because mm. with his injury timeline, so let's say it's probably around early 2023. Yeah, you know I mean, or, or yeah, about twenty twenty. It's early 2023 when it's supposed to be up, but um, but you add all the injuries, and it takes it to. It sounds like the time he was saying when he wants to retire later that year, around that time. Because remember, you said he was one right in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that kind of matches up perfectly for adding all that time onto his onto his contract. Right. So I I can see that being the path. Definitely, and honestly, for Edge, bro, I, I really don't see Edge going and doing anything else. Um, no, he won't. It's Edge. He ain't going nowhere else. But, but, yeah, but, but the thing is, the thing is with the thing is with Edge, man, it's like it kind of, you know, it, it kind of sucks that he's going because, to be hundred percent honest, bro, I'll, I, I've like ever since Triple H took over, I have really enjoyed like. Edge's work, I really have. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's been great. He had a great match at WrestleMania against Danielson and Roman uh, that one year. So, uh, twenty twenty one WrestleMania. So you know, I mean, he he still got a lot left in the tank. So it does suck. But on the other side of the coin, I'm glad that he's going now before he becomes a real shell of his former self. Exactly. Like I say, bro, always end it. Right before you, it just collapses, bro. Or right after, you're really good. The peak. Because, mm-hmm. exactly. Because you can't just be shit and then retire and like, oh, and then be like, oh, finally fucking retired. You yeah. want people for you not to retire yet. You know what I mean? So I think it, people are saying it's too early. When people are saying it's too early, it's a perfect time. Man. What, did, what did people always say about the shield breaking up? It's too early. Exactly. People always wanted it. And what happened when we got it? Like three fucking times in a row. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever wants it again. Well, now with how reformed those three are, a triple threat would be pretty dope. But like, yeah, for a while, 
if they were all still in that company? Hell no. Nobody would have cared. Hell no. Nobody would have cared. There would have been a, tr a shield triple threat that nobody gave a flying fuck about. Literally. You know? Um. So, <clears throat> with, yeah, with Edge, I mean... So, yeah, and that's that's a great point Logan brings up. Logan says, I wanted Edge to win the world title at least one more time, but I kind of feel like Roman ruined that. I, I think so, too. I oh, think yeah. I think Edge that... Took up so many spots from everybody. Yep. I think Danielson could have had another title reign within that time. I think Edge could have definitely had a title reign. I think... SmackDown kind of doled out a little bit, but those two definitely. I think Danielson and Edge could have had one last title reign before their final days in the company, uh, without a question, without a question. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing that sucks, man. Is I, I feel I feel that Roman I feel that Roman took up a lot of these spots, but honestly, honestly, in 2021. I don't know why WWE didn't go the WWE championship route for Edge. I mean, they literally yeah. ended up doing Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre anyway. So, so could easily put Edge in that title. Right. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know why. I don't know why that was uh I don't I don't know why that was I, I don't know why that was done. Um, whatsoever, mm -hmm. I think you could have easily, easily did Drew McIntyre versus Edge, and then had Bobby Lashley eventually beat Edge for the championship. Because what they ended up doing anyway was having the Miz take the title from Drew McIntyre. Then the Miz lost it in two weeks to Bobby Lashley. Then Bobby Lashley beat Drew McIntyre, uh, or no, Bobby Lashley beat the Miz for it, you know, and then. And then he ended up facing Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania anyway. So I don't know why they just didn't go Edge and Drew and then have Bobby Lashley take the title at like SummerSlam or maybe Money in the Bank from, from Edge. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. Bell says she would like to see Edge versus John Cena one more time. I would too. Yeah. Uh, another with Christian. That's true. But Edge is going to retire and he'll continue doing continue to do acting he's not going anywhere else yeah I, exactly. I definitely i definitely don't see edge going anywhere else uh definitely not so you know that's 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 one thing with that's one thing with edge man that's one thing with edge is he uh you know he he he's not going anywhere else so once he's done with wwe edges edge is done man edge is done oh yeah 100 yeah man so the next story with edge so, it was reported in the news a while ago, it was reported in the news a while ago that Edge, or not Edge, um, that WWE was planning on holding a Royal Rumble match at, or, a Hell in a Cell match at Royal Rumble. I was about to say the other way around, a Royal Rumble match at Hell in a Cell. Okay, so they were, they were... Reportedly going to do a, they wanted to do a Hell in a Cell match at the Royal Rumble. Everybody thought it was going to be uh, Robin versus Kevin Owens. But it looks like we uh, we have something that is uh, definitely in the books. And I am super, super excited for it, man. Being Edge versus Finn Balor was one of the best matches 
of 2022. Mm -hmm. Edge and the Demon Finn Balor are scheduled in a Hell in a Cell match. And that is currently the plan for the Royal Rumble, according to uh, Wrestling News Co. The last time Balor used his demon persona was at Extreme Rules 2021, where he fell off the rope and lost to Roman Reigns. All right, why do we have to bring that up? But regardless. Man, that is... That should be pretty good, bro. That should be pretty good. However, it kind of... At this point, dude, it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks to see the demon come back. Because... I I really loved that Prince character. So, for me, at this point, I could kind of do away with the demon... But with the current way that Judgment Day is going, I actually don't think it'll be too bad. No. And I'm... and this is what I want to see the Demon brought out for. A Hell in a Cell match. A huge grudge match like Edge. Exactly, um, bro. Exactly. I believe this is Finn's first Hell in a Cell. I know he was supposed to be at Hell in a Cell 2016. They were going to have him face Owens in, in the cage. But, um... He got hurt, so that yeah. never happened. So, yeah, man. I mean, it's interesting, man. Uh, the only th- thing is, but mm-hmm. oh, I was just gonna say that this should be pretty good, man. I'm excited for it. It'll be good, man. It'll be good. My only gripe is with the fucking way this man's been dressing. I know we're gonna get a purple fucking demon. That's just gonna look fucking goofy. I think so. I think if they, I think if they incorporate like a a, a cool mix of black, white, and purple, I actually think it it might not look too bad. It depends. Yeah. It depends on how he does it, though. It depends I on how he does it. I'm definitely dreading the fucking look of it, though, man. But the match will be good, man. And it's cool to see, man. Hey. Nothing, uh, nothing, uh, is going to be as bad as that, uh, that, uh, that pumpkin demon he was going to do. That shit was ass, and then they had fucking Bray Wyatt and Drag, dude, that was going to be so oh, bad. Oh, bro, that was going to, that was going to be an all-timer, bitch. yeah. That was going to be, a, that was going to be an all-timer for fucking, uh, worst booking decision of the year, bro. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. I think we're gonna do away with the red cell too. I think we'll go back to the to the silver. Good. Why was the red cell thing in the first place? Because they gotta be safe, man. They gotta have a fucking rubber hell in a cell cage, man. <laughs> Just don't make it look like fucking rubber, then. Oh, I don't get it. Yeah, nothing was nothing will be as bad as that fucking pumpkin demon. And he's made other colors work before, like. The red and blue has worked before. I actually, I actually don't think the purple will be too bad. I actually think it might look pretty sick. It depends mm-hmm. how he does it, though. Yeah. If he gives it that old demon, that retro demon look, I think it'll be real fucking cool. But if he tries to do too much with it, and he tries to, and he and he tries to Judgment Dayify it, I don't really know how a Judgment Day demon would look. That's the thing that's getting me. But I think black, white, and purple on a demon would would look pretty cool especially if you do that you know that obviously that darker purple yeah i think think that'll look pretty fucking cool to be honest um but 
Yeah, I mean he he's he's made he's made some some different colors work. I know he incorporated green in his SummerSlam gear uh, from when he won the Universal Title. So I mm-hmm. mean he's made other colors work. Um, but yeah, I actually, I actually think it'll be pretty cool, man. I just again I hope he doesn't try to judgment deify it and exactly. Because I think, because I've seen edits, I've seen people do edits of, like, the old demon face paint, but replacing the red with purple, it actually looks pretty fucking sick. Um, yeah. It actually looks pretty fucking sick, but, yeah, as long as, again, as long as he doesn't try to uh, judgment deify it, I think we'll be pretty fucking cool. I think we'll be pretty cool, man. But, um... Yeah, so dude, th- this this is gonna be great. This is gonna be great, and this is perfect for a Hell in a Cell match. This is what Hell in a Cell needs to be for. Edge versus Finn Balor. Ed, you know he put Edge through fucking hell, so now Edge wants to do the same thing to him. He wants to put him through hell in a cell. Um, being that he, you know, they stood there and watched um, Rhea Ripley cap. Uh, his wife, right in front of his face, man. Uh, she gave her the concerto, man, and, you know, she, she beat the holy... She punched her with brass knuckles. I mean, man was watching his wife get murdered, essentially. Um, he was, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, maybe... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I def- definitely think no more Red Cell, man. Definitely think no more Red Cell. Hell, if this was Vince, if he knew Finn Balor was in the match, we might be getting a Purple yeah, Cell this year. God, he would have too. I could have seen it too. Oh my god, you know it. Oh my god. Why was there a red hell in a cell, bro? I mean, come on, dude. Dude, I don't get it. That is is literally the most WWE thing ever. Let's make the cell red, because red's a creepy color. You know that's how they think, too. You know it. You know that's what popped in that. Yeah. Oh, it's like a bloody cell. I go fuck your ass. Why would the entire inch, every inch of the cell be covered in blood? What the fuck? What the fuck, man? It just, it makes, it makes no sense, dude. It makes no sense. It's even worse when you uh, dim those lights and make them all red on top of it, man. That that was was something. Man, that fucking match. Hmm, that's interesting. Do we see Rhea Ripley versus Beth Phoenix at Mania, or... Do Rhea Ripley and what if they did a mixed tag in the Hell in a Cell? I can see that. I can see that a lot. You know, what if they did Edge and Beth versus Rhea and Finn? I can see that. I can definitely see that. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that either. I think that actually that, that might be pretty good, man. That might be pretty, pretty good. And welcome somewhere in there to Edge for you to get revenge on Dominic and just fucking toss him off the damn cell. Oh that would be a fucking That'll moment be, of the year. That would be a moment of the year. Exactly. People would fucking love that shit if they toss his fucking little ass off the damn cell. Mommy. You know, his ass. <laughs> He's just fucking plummeting. So. I would like that. I, I would too. I would too, man. And I think that really put an emphasis on, on Rhea Ripley uh, and her mm-hmm. meaning to the Judgment Day. You know, I mean, she's already a big, exactly. uh, she's yeah. already a huge part of the group. I think that would just solidify it that much more. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I mean, 
then the demon doesn't have to get pinned. That is true. That is true. Or does he beat Edge again? I could see it. I could see him just beating Edge. Yeah. I mean, what 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 is Edge winning going to do for him in the future if he's going to retire later in the year anyway? Right. Yeah. Might as well just give fucking Finn the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe the Judgment Day get another... Uh, no, uh, or yeah, maybe Edge gets distracted by you know tossing Dominic Mysterio off the top of the cell. Yeah. So, so maybe you do the thing where Edge gets the moral victory, mm-hmm. but Judgment Day get the actual victory against Edge. You know, I think exactly. I think something like that would be nice. I really do. Definitely, I think that's a good path, man. So. It's gonna be good though. It's gonna be good regardless. I, I'm really I, I am really excited for the Royal Rumble, man. This is the first time I've been excited for a Royal Rumble since two thousand and seventeen. That Royal Rumble. When SmackDown was good, man, and we got a kick ass build going into that Royal Rumble show. Mm-hmm. We got Cena, the build with Cena and Styles. We got the rise of Neville. I mean, that was I mean, that was that, that was different times, man. A lot of people thought Bray Wyatt was going to win the Royal Rumble. I mean, I, I remember being excited as hell for that Royal Rumble, man. Um, and it was still a solid one, minus number fucking 30 in the Royal Rumble. That was a solid-ass Royal Rumble show, to be honest, yeah. man. Um, and, and I genuinely haven't been excited since then. I mean, I was excited for... The 2018 one, but I was more nervous because I would have never thought in a million years that Vince McMahon would have actually went with Nakamura to win the Rumble. Yeah, and like building up to that 2018 one, it was just going to be just a Rumble. It was the while watching the event itself that made it so good. Yeah. Like didn't expect it to be good. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, the last time I was genuinely excited for the Royal Rumble match or the Royal Rumble pay per view, regardless, was. Five years ago, man. God damn. I was a freshman in high school. Damn. I was a freshman in fucking high school, man. That's crazy. So, yeah, man. So, regardless, uh, yes, that is the proposed match for the uh, Royal Rumble between Edge and Finn Balor, and that shit should be pretty damn fire, man. I'm super, super oh, excited yeah. about that. Um, all right. Miro. Miro. Miro off AEW television after refusing to lose. Dave Meltzer recently stated on the Wrestling Observer Radio that Tony Khan had a plan for him to do a match at full gear, but he declined. Meltzer noted that former, uh, several former WWE employees are hesitant to work in AEW making it difficult in booking them. They don't want to lose feuds. In September, Tony Khan came to Miro, and he had this idea which would build to a match on the November Full Gear, uh, the November 19th Full Gear pay-per-view, and he didn't want to do it. It's weird. A lot of people coming from WWE are very leery about losing. But anyway, they went uh, they went through, and now November's over, and now we're in a new cycle, and 
and they were going to bring him back and try to come up with ideas for him and they very and they very well and they very well may and then his wife comes in and says Rusev Day is going to come back to WWE everybody goes back to WWE it's like if I'm Tony Khan at that point given everything that's happened and then the wife of one of the wrestlers goes and says essentially everyone goes back to WWE it's kind of why waste my time pushing this guy when I have a hundred guys on the roster who want to be here and now you've got these guys who want to be in WWE a lot of these guys want to leave it's like the guys who sign there if they're if there's guys who really want to be there in WWE and just got fired and and just got fired and everything but can't wait to get hired back I don't know that those guys have been that beneficial. End quote. So, bro, so first things first, you know, you bring, you bring Miro back. Miro's probably been brought back like four times this year, and each time he's been a nothing of significance. He's just been doing nothing. So I do get that on his side of the coin where the one time he wants to bring you back is to lose that full gear regardless i i get that and i i do because for him for him i could see it being frustrating on his end because you know you've literally worked a handful of times all year not even a handful of times all year and the one time they do propose some ideas for you it ends up with you losing however i guarantee you Whoever he would have been losing to probably wouldn't have been all that bad. Um, and this also goes to show with people uh, people from Ring of Honor taking a lot of the AEW television time, man. Because we haven't really had a chance to get some of these guys. Where the fuck is Hook been up until just recently? Where was he? No. You know, um, asking where he was before recently. Miro, I mean, guy was nowhere. Guy was literally nowhere to be found. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it's tough, man. But you know, this this is the part that gets me. This is the part that gets me, man. Is a lot of people coming from WWE are very leery about losing. So me and you. Me and you had a really good conversation about this last night because WWE, WWE, um, these ex-WWE talent, I mean, look, you got to understand this. From Tony Khan's perspective, why the fuck would I push you if you give me the vibes that you are in this for yourself? And exactly. that's it. I mean, you don't want to lose Everybody has to lose. Let's just be honest. Just um, a part of the business. I mean, it, it is what it is, bro. I mean, it, it really, I mean, it really is what it is. At the end of the day, man. I mean, everybody fucking loses. And why am I gonna push you when you are giving me vibes that you are not a part of the team and you are in this to make yourself look good so you can be a bigger star when you go back to WWE and maybe that now that would have never been a thought but then his wife goes out there and says everybody returns to WWE and it's so funny to me how all these guys it's so funny to me how all these guys 
flock to AEW when they had no other options, but mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you want to go back to WWE. And sure, maybe Triple H booked you better, and that's why you want to go back. Triple H also has other guys, too. And there's going to be a whole flock of talent over there. And what happens if you're not happy over there again? You're going to go right back to AEW. So that's the interesting thing about this for me is, as you know, with these WWE, we'll get to what Lana said in a second. But with these WWE guys, with these WWE guys not wanting to lose, what exactly do you think Tony Khan is going to think of you? I mean... The guys, the guys that are in, and you know, we bring up guys like Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. These guys have had the chance to go back to WWE and they willingly said no. They willingly said no. Now, that could also have to do with Swerve not being really used in NXT for the first half of his NXT run. And same thing with Mm -hmm. Keith Lee. Keith oh, Lee yeah. went on to do great things in NXT, but in the beginning, there was a good year and a half where he was just there, and he, he was, was just there for the longest. Yeah, he and was literally just hanging out, man. No matter what your opinions are about what happened with those two on Wednesday, because we'll talk about it. I didn't like it, and from a production standpoint, but these two have been a very prominent piece They're of dynamite. Yeah, since they debuted. Oh yeah. They, it, they've been out of that circle of guys that debuted and kind of just walk around and do nothing for a while. They've been doing something the whole time, whether it's tag team or now feuding. No matter the quality of it, which we have our opinions on, they're in a prominent spot on the show. And that just has me thinking about why. Because they stuck with TK. They ain't just go somewhere else. They ain't just in it just to be in it because they, they're forced to. They're in it because they want to be there. They like being there. They like the people there. Look at Brian. If Brian wanted to, he could be world champion tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, he's too fucking humble. But he's a guy that cares about the business and cares about the roster. And, yeah, he's he's one of those guys. He'll be loyal to Vince. But Brian is loyal to wherever he's currently inside of. And that's how most people should be. Loyal to where you are at currently. Because, I mean, look at Cody. Cody, he, in all reality, he should be loyal to, to WWE, at least while he's contracted to them. Because that's kind of what you do when you're in somebody's company. You do good by that company. Now, if they're fucking you over, yeah, I get being an asshole and maybe not wanting to take L's to fucking Tony Nese. But oh, yeah, hell no. We all know the people that Miro was going to take an L to was probably like a Wardlow a fucking Samoa Joe. Joe. Dude, biggest first will take out to those people because they're they're valuable people that are legit guys. And that being a pattern in AEW, now that that has come out that that seems to be a pattern with those XWW guys, it explains a lot that's been happening this half of the year with those guys in that company, the Andrade's and all that. It, it kind of just goes to show, yeah, they weren't booked great in AEW, and they were booked better somewhere else, but they didn't put their part in it to be booked great in AEW. Yeah. So it's that it's that what it is, man. And and the funniest thing is, bro, when Miro came in this company, bro, he was talking about 
no, I don't have to grab an imaginary brass ring, talking all this shit, and how he's about to go back. Dude, we were talking about that yesterday, bro. All these people that were talking so much shit about it, about WWE, when they got released and they got in AEW, they are all not even talking about that shit no more. Yeah, and and it's so funny to to hear them all kind of go back on it because like I was telling you yesterday, like you know, not nothing. I, I don't, I'm not saying this to 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 spite Athena or to say anything bad about her, but it's just funny to me because we all know the Chris Van Vliet interview. That was the interview that got her hired in AEW. Well, mm-hmm. she had to talk as Jericho with AEW, and Jericho was kind of asking her about her release and how she got released and stuff like that. She didn't bring up not half of the shit she brought up, all the negative aspects of WWE that she brought up to Chris Jericho. And even though it's a different regime, you could tell that she just didn't really want to say anything bad about the company. And it's so funny to me how these people run their mouth and Miro especially his first promo said, what was it? Not trying to grab this imaginary brass ring and you can shove it up your ass. What elite it, recognizes elite. Come on, bro. Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. So word. they go back. They go back on all this stuff, dude, and it, it's it's wild. And I know there's a regime change, but but like I was telling you yesterday, what boggles my mind is nobody looks at the other side of the coin in these situations. Yeah. And the other side of the coin is Tony Khan. Nobody fucking looks. Everybody's got. Everybody's got all this. Everybody's got all this bad stuff to say, and it's it's not like in WWE where they try to sit there and tell you, you know, you'd be nothing without us. Tony Khan recognized that you had something when you got fired from your job, and he took you in during an age when your billion-dollar company you worked for fired you for budget cuts because they couldn't afford you. This guy, who whose company itself was in question, is AEW going to survive the, through the pandemic? That was, they very well could have had to shut down. TK has openly said that signing all those people during the pandemic is the main reason they were in the red for so long. He was saying how he had to take out of his own personal pocket yes. to pay for the company expenses. Yes. Because he was hiring those people because he wanted to give them jobs. This, this guy, this guy was, this guy willingly stuck his neck out for you and said, you know what, man, you, you know, you were wrongfully fired. You were very talented. Let me scoop you up. And like I said, maybe it didn't always work out booking wise the way you thought it to, but you need to take into consideration as well. The, the reason that roster got flooded is because there's a shit ton of your friends that came over that he stuck his neck out for, too. So he's got a lot of plates to spin on two hands. And maybe it wasn't enough, man, but you cannot go against saying that this guy didn't stick his neck out for you and gave you a job after you got fired from your other job. And he stuck his neck out for you and took out of his own pocket because he didn't have to do that at all. No, he very well could have shut doors and said, well, we just got to work with what we got now. And no, he very well could have. That roster was building. He could have he could have hyper focused on his own guys and they could have been even bigger than they are right now. He chose to take the time out of TV for you people. 
for you ex-WWE guys that got fucking booted out the company. And they're all going back on their word, and, and they're all going back, and and now all of a sudden we're acting like AEW is the worst place to work. I yeah. mean, it is, and, and you said that you told me this yesterday, you know, in WWE, when shit like this happens, it's just a down period. But yep. when it when shit like that happens in AEW, they all want to go back to WWE mm-hmm. and they they and you know, they they're tired of the stop and start push and but in WWE it was no fucking better. Miro, no, exactly. what would you rather do, man? Not be on television and just chilling at home with your wife or would you rather be on television and have your wife kissing another man right on top of you, sticking her tongue down his fucking throat? Literally, bro, like Come on, dog. And, like, it's, it's all these people that had bad experience in this company that are taking it back that are the ones going back. Because, like, um, Malachi Black, he had negative experiences at, at the end of his, his run in that company. But he never talked shit. He's always thanked them and was like, one day I could return one day. He's always been open about that shit. So if he ever goes back, I mean, he's not a hypocrite. Because he's always said that he'd be down to go back. They're like you know a Danielson. They're like a Danielson. He never, Adam ever talked shit about them. Adam Cole, all those guys, they didn't have great runs when they left, but they didn't fucking talk shit about it. And if you're going to talk shit about it, don't go back. Like, you can talk shit about it all you want, as long as you don't go back. Because you me and you, again, were talking about it yesterday, but like, Look at Gallows and Anderson. They go wherever the fuck people, wherever the money is. You know what I mean? WWE can treat them like shit. They give them a bag. They're going back. At least they're fucking honest about it. At least they're like, yeah, we're money hungry. Because I remember all those BTs that they were in. Those were the jokes. Those were the only funny jokes they made. Was that they're money hungry and that they'll go back to do anything. They'll have to run back the company. You know what I mean? Like, at least people like that are honest about it. You're just trying to be fake. Nero's just mad. Like, come on, bruh. Come on. He, this dude gave you a job when your ass got fired. And now you want to go back because you're, cause you're not being used the way you want to be. You weren't you, the same way after that company. And, you and just you know, shut the hell up about it. And, you know, I get... I get it's a different regime change, so maybe you think things are going to be different this time. But at the end of the day, do you people not read the news? What if Vince McMahon comes back? You're putting yourself out there wanting to go back to WWE, and if Vince McMahon comes back and you get fired all over again, you know how sad you're going to look going back to AEW? You know how sad? I was TK, I wouldn't take you. I wouldn't either. You would have to go prove yourself somewhere else. To make sure that you're an actual value to a roster and to me, and, because you went back and got booted again. And I feel, and I feel with Malachi Black, Tony Khan looked at the situation and said, "You know what? Malachi has always been great. He was mm-hmm. willing to take a loss to Cody Rhodes, even though he shouldn't have in his first feud. He was willing to take one of those losses, and I need to do better with this guy." And he has, and he has been, he's been doing a lot better with this guy. And I feel like they've come to an agreement where Tony Khan kind of came to his senses and said, you know what? When Malachi first came into this company before, before I started hoarding all these people, 
when Malachi first came to this company, we wanted him to be a big deal. So I'm going to go back to that. But with a guy like Miro, every foot with, with a lot of these WWE guys, apparently every fucking twist and turn, they don't want to lose. They, they want to get in backstage fights. They want to go fucking purposely try yeah. to get themselves fired. They want their wives to go out on interviews and say all this shit about them, that they're going to return to WWE. Fuck you. Then go back, no, go back. Like, I'm not going to push you now. Exactly. Like, why would I fucking push you, push you now that I know you want to go back and you're fucking saying it? Like, all right, go back. When, when Vince comes back, I mean, rehire you, buddy. Like, I don't know, man. I think it's just, it's so hypocritical. And these wrestlers are so, especially the XMWE ones like Nero, for example, are so critical of how AEW books them. When it, it wasn't great. Definitely not how we would have booked them. But it's better than what the fuck you're doing over there, bro. And now you want to not say that because you like the new guy in charge. Good luck, man, because not much has changed in WWE Just so look. far. Just watch. It, 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 they changed the color of paint, and that's all that changed in WWE so far. The frame is still the same. The wall material is still the same. It's still the same house. It's just a different color now. So until that house is actually reconstructed, you're coming back to the same place you left. And if I'm Triple H, I'm already disappointed in half the people I'm hired, apparently. All the hit rows and shit. He's already said that he's disappointed in these people. Yeah. Yep. What the fuck you expect from a Miro? Yeah. He, he ain't Cena. He ain't no fucking Bray Wyatt. You know yeah. what I mean? He's good. I like the guy. He's, he's good at his job. But you think he's going to be fucking stealing the show out there when you got Cody, Seth, and all those guys there? Come on. Come on. I don't think he'll... I think he's going to... Triple H, like Tony Khan is now doing, is going to regret all these people he keeps signing. Yeah. So, good luck. And I know, no offense to Miro, he's going to be one of those regrets too if he goes back. Damn, I signed fucking Rusev back. We've been jumping ever since. Come on, bro. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think it's kind of sad. And TK gave you a job when your ass got booted out the company, bro. So maybe show, even if, not, I'm not saying suck his dick, bro. But just show respect to the Show a guy. little decency and don't have your wife go out there and be like, and pretty much say, yeah, fuck this company. He's eventually going to go back to his old one. So, you know. Right. Go back now, motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't get it, bro. At least show some damn respect. You don't gotta fucking praise the fucking guy. But show some damn respect to your boss. The one that hired you. And you know what? And you know what, too? You came in with one of the worst fucking gimmicks imaginable. And TK, you know, turned that all around and gave you a whole summer-long run with one of his premier championships at the time. So, I don't want to hear it. Most guys don't even get that. You know what I mean? that Vince and that fucking look, what the fuck was he what was his fucking god awful nickname um, Redeemer no it was it was a nickname what was their little group name oh well Miro that's when Miro was the best man the best man that's what it fucking was that was Miro that wasn't TK that was Miro so the worst part about your AEW career was you buddy TK was the one that turned you around, dog. So, pay that in mind. 
And you know what, too? With that first batch of releases, I remember on the Talk is Jericho with Miro, Jericho brought the list to Tony Khan, and he said, what do you think about any of these guys? And the only name Tony Khan mentioned was Miro. So that is wild to me that you can go out there and disrespect that man like that after he stuck his neck out for you, after you got fired. After you got fired, he stuck his neck out for you, paid you, you were able to do your Twitch, you were able to do this and that. You know, if you wanted to go back to WWE, fine, go go the fuck ahead and have your wife. You know, for that, you could have fucking stayed in WWE, man. Exactly. And then we'll see how happy you would have been then. Oh, shit. I haven't seen it coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, Belle said that she thinks the best place for Mir to go is Japan. She thinks she could thrive in Japan. I mean, I can see that. But with the way his ego is looking, I don't know. Because you, you got to be willing to lose over there. <laughs> and if he ain't, he can't survive over there. I said you can't have an ego in that place. Yeah, I, I could I could see him thriving in New Japan. Um, they he could maybe take that like Jonah monster role that yeah. he was doing. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be good for him, man. I think that I think that I do think that would be good for him. But again, in Japan, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta be able to lose, man. And, and I mean, if you don't want to lose, I don't I don't get that, man. Exactly. That that's that's my thing too, Durante. Oh, yeah. To anybody that doesn't want to be there, get the fuck out. I mean, oh. you're sitting here bitching about how fucking bad it is. Again, go back to WWE and then Triple H and then try to have Triple H prioritize you over guys that he's already trying to prioritize. Promise you it's not gonna fucking work out. And then what are you gonna do? Just go right just come wanna flock back to AEW? Nah man. You nah, re- show fucking respect. To Tony Khan, show respect. Boss. Would Lana ever have went out and said, while Miro was in WWE, they couldn't even, they wouldn't even mention AEW with Vince McMahon in charge. God no, they wouldn't even dare to fucking mention him. And I know Miro loves a twist, bro. Say goodbye to that, because that's still a rule over there. Most people can't have other shit outside of that company because I know. We all know Chelsea Green's coming back to that fucking place. She ended her OnlyFans. You you think she really wants to do that? You know, you think all these people really want to end their side their side hustles that they like to do? You don't have to. That's the part about being there. You can only do that. Good luck to that, buddy. Yeah, I mean. It is, it is, it is really, it's ridiculous at this point, man. I mean, yes, try, go back to, to WWE and, and try to, and, and try to have Triple H prioritize you over guys, again, that he's already trying to build up, the LA Knights, the, um, I mean, Bronson Reed just came back, try to prioritize guys like Austin Theory and Seth Rollins, I mean, these are the guys that pro- Triple H is prioritizing right now, and, you go back into that fold, man, and I mean, Miro ain't gonna be the one to beat Walter for the U.S. title. He's also or the IC title. He's also not gonna be the one to beat Theory for the U.S. title. You ain't gonna do anything else right now. So, so uh, be honest. What do you see yourself doing in WWE that 
that you can't do in AEW. I mean, and... Rusev Day, a fucking gimmick that died fucking four years ago. And the best part, let's be honest, the best part won't even be a part of it. Aiden English is in fucking Impact. Yeah, Aiden English was the best part of that fucking thing. He was the one that made it Rusev Day. It was literally because of him that it was fun and cool. Yeah, man. I Come mean, on, bro. Come on. Yeah, Show I don't know. Your boss. Honestly, they would have never, she would have never went out and said, oh yeah, Miro's going to AEW um, while he was fucking in WWE. That would have never, ever happened. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it seems, it seems incredibly, it seems incredibly ridiculous that, that he had his wife go out and say that, um, that that's not cool whatsoever, man. That's not cool. Um, yeah. And WWE is not going to be all rainbows and sunshine regardless, man. Look at Johnny Gargano. Like Durante says, Johnny Gargano is blowing a fucking whistle on television. Triple H don't even got the TV time to use Johnny Gargano on a three hour show. You think he's going to use you? Come on, dog. Come on. Motherfuckers putting everybody with The Miz. The Miz is going to have a full-blown faction by the time Tommaso Ciampa comes back. He is, bro. He's going to have all the big idiots. He's going to have the fucking AW rejects. Oh, my God. I hope I hope they fucking... I hope most people start calling those guys that, too. The ones that are purposely going back. They're fucking AEW rejects. Oh, yeah. Let's pull that good. card. Since everybody I'm said it about them. Oh, Miro's uh, just a WWE reject. Malachi Black. Why can't these guys be AEW rejects now? Why not? I mean, come on, man. Come on, bro. So, Miro apparently doesn't want to take any losses, man. And it is... It is... uh, I don't even know, man. Just... Come on, bro. And, and and especially now after that, good luck of ever getting pushed. Because if I'm TK and you willingly said that, not giving a fuck, I'm not pushing you. Plain and simple. Uh, Any plans we had, right out the fucking door and I'll use them for somebody else. Because show respect. Show some fucking respect to your boss. It's the least you can Literally. do. Literally. Exactly. So... We got Dax Harwood, man. We got Dax Harwood. He had some interesting things to say about Mr. Cody Rhodes. Dax Harwood will be starting his own podcast, FTR with Dax Harwood, available on ad-free shows very soon. To promote the show's debut, Dax Harwood discussed an issue he still has with Cody. More specifically, Dax Harwood took the issue with Cody, calling the Young Bucks a better tag team than FTR. Cody's reason for saying this is that the Young Bucks allegedly don't practice their matches while FTR allegedly do. He had this to say, and I quote, Before I came to AEW, I had a big issue with Cody, which I've talked to him about. He did a a podcast with Sam Roberts, and Sam Roberts said, I'm going to ask you point blank. Who's better, FTR or the Young Bucks? 
And without skipping a beat, he said the Young Bucks, because FTR, uh, they have to practice their matches, and the Young Bucks, they don't. They just come in and have these matches. Uh, end quote. To add more intrigue to the situation, Datar would finish the discussion by saying that he hopes to work with Cody very soon, despite the fact that they work, uh, despite the fact that they, that they, that at the present, both of them are, are signed to different companies. He says again, and I quote, I took an issue with that because in 18 years at this point, I think I was like 15 or 14. I'm never, ever, ever, I've never, ever, ever practiced a match in my life. And I will never practice a match in my life. That goes to the speedball Mike Bailey match you saw at WrestleCade. He wanted to practice in the back, and I said, speedball, I'm sorry, I don't do that. And I'm not going to start today. But but they ate at me, but that ate at me because all the stuff that we had built up and we had worked hard to create, I felt he was taking a shit on that by saying we practice our matches but I got over that. Even though it doesn't sound like I did, I got over it. He and I are very good friends now. We talk all the time, and I think that he is a visionary. I think he is too smart for his own good, and I hope to be able to work with him very, very soon. Because I mean, I think we could tear. I think I could tear it up with him. End quote. So obviously, there was a lot said, but the the interesting one. The interesting line in there was Dax Harwood saying, I hope we can work with Cody very, very, very soon. Hmm. That's interesting because... Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really interesting, man. Because FTR... FTR, man. Well... It looks like they... It looks like they are going to be uh, free agents soon. And FTR's 2023 free agency is a preview of a huge 2024 signing spree in WWE and AEW. Um, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler of FTR. Golly, man, right at the end. Okay, where did you stop hearing me? Fuck, um, right when this article was done, you started to talk. Oh, okay. So, so that is, uh, that is especially interesting. Uh, Charlotte looks like she didn't have us for too long, Durante, but that is especially interesting that he says that he wants to work with Cody Rhodes very, very soon <clears throat> because FTR is set to be free agents in 2023. And this could be a preview of a huge 2024 signing spree in WWE and AEW. Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler of FTR will reportedly become free agents in April of 2023. In a recent interview with Fightful, Harwood noted he believes FTR's contracts expire in April of 2023. He says, and I quote, we've we've thought about it. What if we just take a year off TV? Said, end quote, said Harwood. 
He says, and again, and I quote, you might see us main, you might not see us mainstream, but, but it's so we can rest our bodies and, and two, so we can just do things that make us happy and bring us joy End quote. Though FTR competing on the indies for a year is a real possibility, Harwood's comments also feel like the beginning of a negotiating ploy with the hardened veteran signaling to the wrestling world that FTR is open for business. FTR's 2023 free agency and the possibility of leaving AEW. FTR's free agency situation is an interesting one. FTR... FTR had been one of the first key contracts due ahead of what will be a star-studded free agency in the period of 2024. Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Alexa Bliss, Brock Lesnar, the Street Profits, the New Day, and of course MJF are expected to headline the a strong class of 2024. Should FTR sign with WWE in 2023, they'll get a jump on the potential defections which would fewer... Uh, which would fewer free agent mouths to feed next year. FTR would become an immediate priority, similar to Cody Rhodes with the first top star to leave AEW for WWE. WWE would almost be forced to push FTR as a means to signal pending AEW free agents that the grass is greener in Stamford. At the same time, FTR will be wise to wait things out and see how much of an increase WWE will receive during its TV rights negotiation. Led by stud negotiator and co-CEO Nick Khan, WWE landed a billion-dollar deal with Fox and NBC Universal, including a billion-dollar deal uh, to put the WWE Network on Peacock. Okay, what the fuck? Um, yeah, okay, so that's pretty much a bunch of nothingness. Man. So, first of all, first of all, man, I could totally see FTR going back. As as soon as that came out, as soon as that came out, I felt it as soon as that started becoming a rumor because FTR, FTR is a Triple H team and... Mm -hmm. They've been one of these guys who they know, they know that AEW was their only option for so long because there was no going back to WWE. But now that Triple H is in charge, now these are another one of these teams that want to go back and say, well, AEW is not the only option. Exactly. Which they're trying to hide it with the indies. You don't know even going to fucking indies. Yeah, yeah, that, I mean, they might last on the indies a couple months and then sign right back with a major promotion. But then again, these guys are pretty passionate dudes, so I could also see them just doing the indies for a year. But, I mean, if we're being 100% honest, they are probably, they'll probably at the most do a couple months on the indies to rest their bodies, and then at that, they just are going to sign with a major promotion again. And it's most likely WWE, because WWE... Triple H, Triple H has had nothing but a positive experience with FTR. In fact, he, uh, if you ask me, he is the one who has booked FTR the best. However, yeah. however, you know, 
they have always kind of given backhanded comments about their booking in AEW, the stop-start book booking. So even though they didn't want to outright admit it because they, they don't want to sound like idiots and like they're completely going back on every all the harsh things they said, like a Miro, you know. But you know they they've kind of given backhanded comments and stuff like that about their stop and start book, booking and how their feud with the Bucks has been completely mishandled and stuff like that. So they've kind of always done stuff like that. But but FTR FTR man they they are they are Triple H guys and I can a hundred percent see them going back. The only problem with FTR going back is that these guys are going back to essentially face nobody. I mean, in terms of tag teams, you have, and not factions, I'm talking about tag teams, you have the War Raiders you can face, and even them at this point are fucking weird. You have the, you have, you have the possibility to do a legitimate feud with the Usos and not their Usi hot uh, feud that they had. Or they're fucking shaving each other's backs. Um, I mean, other than that, bro, I mean, what what are you really going to go and do, man? What are you going to go do in WWE? There's a lot, there's a way bigger plethora of tag teams in AEW. And in AEW, you have the possibility to do indies and other things. Mm-hmm. As to where in WWE Definitely you have, not. as to where in WWE you are just strictly WWE and you can't really wrestle anybody out of the out of that realm. You know, I mean, there's what what in WWE is there for them to do? Exactly, nothing. And people say they go back to NXT. They don't like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> they don't. So it's yeah. like. Why would they go back and work under a guy they don't like? Oh, well, he kind of got Charlotte for a second. No, fuck. Oh, you're Am good, I good now. now. Yeah. But people might say they go back to NXT. They don't fucking like oh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. They don't even like Road Dog. Road Dog doesn't like them. Triple H is the only one in that circle that likes them. So they have to stay under Triple H that whole time. Which is, which, is, which is funny, though, because Triple H pushed them in NXT, but Triple H didn't really seem to have a problem with... Uh, everybody remembers Raw 25. Oh, he buried when, the fuck out of them. When DX buried the fuck out of them. X-Pac was the only one that fucking thanked them for that event. X-Pac ain't, ain't fucking back there doing shit. You know what I mean? Like, come on, bro, like... Yeah, he booked you good when you were in NXT in 2016, 2017. A lot has changed. A lot. lot. He buried you on Raw with his boys purposely. He didn't give a fuck about you. Yep. That's all I'm saying. But, I mean, they want to make that choice, they go ahead. That just frees up the AEW roster, man. Um, It'll suck to see a tag team like that go of that quality. But at the end of the day, why fight for someone that don't want to be there? Put someone that wants to be in, in the company in their spot instead, bro. So, FTR might leave. They want to send them over there, man. Let that roster bloat up. Because, 
at least with AEW, I mean, at least with WWE, the only people they really need right now are tag teams. So an FTR could do them good, but until they get a lot of others, they ain't gonna have nobody to face, bro. So, so that's the that's the thing I had mentioned to you is the only the only thing that I could see FTR doing that actually, um, the only thing that I FTR could do is uh, resurrect or, pun intended, revive some of these old tag teams. Like we could see DIY get back together. Mm-hmm. One thing I mentioned to you yesterday was one of FTR's greatest opponents is the American Alpha. And WWE has been putting Jason Jordan on television. They put him on television, which is something that had never been done. No. Do Can we see Triple H almost have FTR? Maybe FTR runs through the Alpha Academy and Chad Gable just says to, to hell with it with Otis. And maybe that can revive the American Alpha. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. She just mentioned America Alpha. Mm-hmm. That should be heat. You can have FTR revive some of these other tag teams around you, but uh, and and again, man, like Triple H or uh, like Triple H, like Sir K had said, um, why fight for these guys that don't want to be in your company, man? Deuces, bro. You know, fucking deuces. If you don't want to be here, don't fucking bring down my guys. Go, leave. Yeah. See ya. And, and and that's another thing and that's another thing too because FTR could have FTR could have could have very well FTR could have very well been jobless because mm-hmm. Tony Khan could have said well you know I don't I don't really want uh I don't really want you guys here because I have the young bucks and I think they're better anyway so I'll just do it with them he could have very well had said that but he didn't you know what I mean so it um it it's it's interesting, man. It's it's really interesting. But um, and I remember back when they first went to AEW, they were talking about all those interviews. How if it wasn't AEW, they would have had to stick with WWE. And what happened to everybody a couple months later? They all got fucking fired. You don't think those two would be a part of all those firings? They would have done the resign and fired. They would have got that boot too. So. Think about that. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I mean, geez. So, FTR, FTR, man, it looks like they, uh, looks like they're going to be free agents next year. And if I'm being 100% honest, bro, uh, Meltzer had mentioned it a couple weeks ago, uh, after they lost the ROH tag titles. He said that uh, what he thinks is this is going to start a slow build to um, this is going to start a slow build to these guys eventually dropping all the titles. And that's going to lead up until April. And then when that happens, they're just going to be done, which could also be why they got the acclaimed FTR match out of the way. Now that I think about it, because if FTR is done, then don't give them a fucking title. Fuck them. Yeah, don't. I mean, you're not going to. You're not. What are you gonna do? Build this match up on pay per view. Have them give you a banger on Revolution right before they go right back to WWE. Exactly. Build you know. them up for that company. Hell no. You fucking stay doing random shit. You fucking lose to the Gun Club before you fucking leave. You know what I mean? So 
it's it's how it is, bro. If they want to go, just let them, TK. Just let them. Yeah, I mean, there's again, there's no point in fighting for these guys that don't want to be in your company. They don't want to be nope. there. They don't want to be there. And that is what it is, man. But um, that is a story. Not to mention all these other interesting free agents for 2024. Yeah, it's interesting. The elite, you know, Kenny in the Bucks, uh, Alexa Bliss, Brock Lesnar, the Street Profits, New Day. New Day's interesting. If New they have, yeah, you know, we talk about them all the time, bro. But if they have contracts coming up all at the same time, I think those guys are gone. I really I do. You know, I, I mean, it. it also depends how WWE looks. It also depends how WWE looks in a year. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure it'll look a lot better. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be a lot of factions for them to face. But, you know, those guys want to. I, I At the end of the day, it don't matter who there is to face, bro. In terms of winning championships and stuff like that, they they have won them all. They've done everything, man. But the one thing I... the New Day has never done is won any kind of trios championship exactly that shit would be heat they are perfect for a trios division and perfect my only thing my only element i think would could stop them from going is biggie's injury but tk is the yeah. type of guy he would hire those three and wait until biggie is good enough to debut them he's that type of guy He's that type of guy, man. So I could see that shit happening. So I, I think it should. I would love that shit. Um, Big D's the only fucking element that that, that could stop it just because of his injury. But if I was them, bro, I'd, I'd, I'd go somewhere else, bro. I would just because just to do something different. Not no petty shit, just to do different shit. I apologize. I was still muted. Yeah, man, but that is going to do it for this edition of the news, man. Uh, this has been an interesting, it's going to be an interesting, interesting episode, uh, or sorry, an interesting year. That is 2024, man. And that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills podcast, man. And yeah, so with that, with that, you guys, um, yeah, man. Thank you guys always, always for watching and hanging out with us. And Merry Christmas to you guys and all your families, man. And we will see you guys on Monday, man. But obviously that'll be after Christmas. But yeah, man. So that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Seals Podcast, man. This has been episode 141 of the news. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys. It has been always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And uh, Sir Kay. And that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Seals Podcast. This has been episode 141. Thank you, guys. We love you guys so much. Merry Christmas to you guys. And please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Monday with Notorious Unscripted. Peace. Is the illest. The style is played out like Arnold and that's what he talking about, Willis. 
The hood lives on the black, frank, white, is there to excite, throw fits to the dice. Bitches are like I'm blameless, guns are like I'm stainless steel. I want the fucking fortune like the wheel. I squeeze cash till my clip is empty, don't tempt me. Cause you don't want the fuck right here, my Damn, if this ain't too shit. Come to spread the bug of every over harmony grip. It's the real killer death trap. This armor get black ninja. Come and wait, you wreck that surrender. Step inside the ring, use the number one contender. Looking cold booty like your pussy in December. Nigga, stop bitching. Button up your lipping. What method are you getting if the can of ass whipping? Hey, I be kicking. You suck, you doing all the yapping. Acting as if it can't happen. Your button got me mad enough to touch something. You won't be shallin', Allen. To bust something, so what you won't make up, you won't make up. I got a six shooter and a horse named Trigger. It's real 94, rugged raw. Kicking on your goddamn door. Everything you can see out the world. Oh. 